Scott Todd, November 24th, 2021, Thanksgiving Eve here on a Wednesday. Scott's in Studio A as usual. Todd is in Studio C. Let's see Sorry, for Columbia. there for a second. Oh, and he's testing the mute button. I didn't hear it, yeah, so maybe the I, mute works. I muted it, so. Oh. Lucky for you. So no one would have known, so why'd you bring it up? Radio no. Broadcast Professionalism 101, brought to you by the letter B. Sorry about broadcast. the mistake, Sorry. Sorry. Um, so yeah, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Turkey I will be day. staying here. Todd is already somewhere else outside so of his home. Um, At the in-laws. Yeah, so what's what's the plan? What's going down for tea day? Tea. Um, Food, fellowship, and friends yeah. and family. Our, our father is coming over because he's... Oh. At his wife's son's house in Lexington. So okay. they're coming over for not to eat, just for to visit. So wait, who's they? Like all of them are coming over or just he is uh, coming? God, over? I hope not. I assume just our father and his <laughs> wife. I see. Okay. I I if they bring anyone else, my wife will stab someone. Oh. Well so as someone 1,600 miles away, here's hoping that happens. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> it's all possible. Yeah. So when's when's the meal? When's the big... Uh... Uh, we are going to eat around five-ish, is what I've been told. Wow. Feels late. Am I wrong? Eh, I mean, I think our family traditionally eats around the 2 o'clock hour, 2.30. Yeah. Two to three feels right to me. That's um, when we're eating here. And I feel like it's been that way, my in-laws in the past, but I don't know, for whatever reason, we're eating it in a dinner time, or an early dinner. You know what? Let me correct myself. I was going to say I beg to differ. I don't know that I have ever had Thanksgiving dinner at their house. I've had many Christmas meals at their house, and that felt like it was daylight, but I've never had yeah. Thanksgiving, so I don't know. I've had a few so Thanksgivings here. I don't. I don't recall. I figured you had, but I don't know that I have. Okay, so, so your family, your in-laws, our father, yep. and perhaps wife. Anyone else coming over that we know of? No, no one else is coming. So the only people eating are my family and my in-laws. So twenty-six-pound turkey. Yes. For, for <laughs> already uh, cooking. Three and a half people. No, they they have not started cooking it yet. Okay, that was always a mad dash around Christmas time. Quite enjoyable to to witness. I won't I mean, lie. I think one of the benefits of eating later in the evening is you don't have to get up early to cook it. Uh, definitely, that's a good point. I don't know, Are you guys having turkey? Um, not not KFC. a traditional turkey. So no, that's chicken. Um. Guinea hand. I know it's a so Trader Joe's has a it's like a it's like it's almost like a this sounds disgusting, but it's like a turkey roll and it has like a breading on the outside with like kind of a stuffing incorporated somehow as well. Um, I mean, it's obviously not obviously, but it's just the wife and I, so we don't need a lot. And we actually bought it several weeks ago because with the whole supply chain situation, we were like, sure, sure. If we want any kind of bird, we better get it. And by the way, I'll, I'll tell a quick story. 
that is directly related to I mean, that. Sorry, yes, go ahead. <clears throat> I heard that. No, not, not right now. I can do it in 30 seconds. Um, so, yeah, so, it, you know, it's like a 30-minute thing to cook. It's not It's not a oh, three really? or four-hour thing. Because <laughs> we've done, like, um, we've done, um, what are they called? Cornish hen? game hen. Cornish game hen, thank you. We did that a year or two ago, and we bought two of them, foolishly. <laughs> we definitely could have gotten away with just one. Um, and so we're trying to, you know, we continue to try to find the right size item. And we've done this Trader Joe's thing before. Um, it wasn't last year. I think it was the year before that, but whatever. So, um, but now to my quick story, this is going to thrill the audience. Yeah. I was in, had to go to Safeway yesterday, pick up a couple quick items, some potatoes for the mashed potatoes tomorrow. And Safeway uh, for those, uh, not regionally appropriate as a grocery store. Indeed it is, which I've talked about many times. I think so they're I everywhere. People, but... They are, they are, um, or some version of them. Anyway. And, uh, Safeway. Safeway. So I was, thank you. Rare, rare form tonight, Todd. Really looking forward to the rest of the show. And so I was picking up a few items and, uh, I, 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 I passed by the kind of open freezer section where the turkeys were. And there was a guy, a guy with a shopping cart with 16 turkeys in it. I don't, I don't know. Like as many as he could get, like, over the top of the, 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 the level line of the cart. He was just, and he had two in his hand too. And he was like pushing it with his body. I mean, it had to be 150, 200 pounds of Turkey. And I don't know because I didn't stop to ask him, but I was not the only one staring at him. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? First of all, I feel like grocery stores this time of year should limit the number of turkeys you could buy. Second of all, I don't know if he was buying them because maybe he legitimately had, that's that. That was going to be part three, is I think he's buying them because he has a big freezer and he's going to sell them to his friends at like a fifty percent markup when they can't get them. Um, but no, I mean he legitimately may have been, you know, he may have worked for a company that was having a a large, very large gathering and he he a needed turkey sixteen turkeys. But but the fact that he was doing this yesterday on the twenty third when Thanksgiving's on the twenty fifth, rather shady, rather shady. Um, what are you sucking on there? What is that? DC? Uh, yep. I'm drinking a Diet Coke. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Should clarify. Not not dick coloring. Not, He's not sucking on something. Not sucking, He's sucking on, on anything. A beverage. What are you sucking down there? Maybe it should have been the way I worded it, but um, that doesn't sound any better to me, honestly. <clears throat> it's marginally better. You can't suck down <laughs> a dick. You can <laughs> suck down cum. Anyway. Thanksgiving special where they talked about sucking suck dicks. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, nobody ever said this is a family show. Um, Certainly so, not. So a- any other events going to take place, especially since you're eating so late, like you guys going to watch a flick, you're doing puzzles. What's happening? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, not planning on anything. Else. Wait, did you get Playing Mahjong? Play? No, it's just slick back. Uh, we played Mahjong today. I'm sure we'll play some Mahjong tomorrow. Uh, I mean, that's not, my wife, rumor on the street is that uh, your wife kicked your ass in Mahjong. Today. No, that, so that's complete bullshit. She posted <clears throat> today on her Facebook account. This is the face yes. of someone. She posted a picture of me flipping her off. Someone who's lost to me three times in a row. First of all, um, <laughs> the first game she won, I'll put in air quotes, 
because she called Mahjong, but she didn't have uh, it. Yeah, didn't have it basically. So, so she cheated. Everyone had already sort of tossed their tiles back in. I'm like, you can't count that as a win. And then she won two games in a row. Was bragging about how she won three times in a row. I'm like, fuck you. You did not win three times in a row because the first time, hence the middle you, finger. You didn't win, so that's why I was annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Shortly after that photo was taken, you won the next game. Uh, we had to take a break, but I did win like I think three in a row, like legitimately. Uh, when we played this evening, so I see. Well, glad you guys have that competitive slash cheating a very spirit. Poor winner, though. Well, clearly, posting a picture of you with the two middle fingers up, <laughs> saying this is what <laughs> it looks like when you beat your husband. <clears throat> Three games in a row. I mean, that's it's interesting. That's we've not a good winner either. For, we've been playing for I don't know five or six years now, and mm -hmm. um, there are basically three suits, if you will, in mahjong. There's like what my yeah. mother-in-law calls cookies. They're sort of round circles, and there's one through nine. Mm -hmm. Then there's bamboo, one through nine, and then mm -hmm. there's basically just numbers, which are Chinese characters. Um, but the set that we play with doesn't doesn't have Arabic numerals on there, so you have to memorize the sequence of these numbers. Gotcha. And my wife can never remember the sequence, so that's why she. That's why she, she incorrectly like, thought she had. Yeah, she had, had like six, eight, nine instead of seven, eight, nine because she. <clears throat> the six and the seven are somewhat similar looking, I guess. But so not to go too in depth with this. Those were the numbers, but is is the gameplay similar to Rummy Cube? Or for those that have played it in with cards, similar to Gen Rummy? Not really, because you you can only get runs of three, or you can only make groups of three. Okay. So you have to make um, like as opposed to four or five. Four groups of three and one group of two, which okay. is your mahjong. So anyway, to win mahjong, yeah. you have to have five groups of three. They can be three of a kind, mm -hmm. or um, a run sequential you can also you could also get four of a kind whatever and one <laughs> group of two which is your is called mm. your mahjong so it's a little different are the two like the, the same number the same symbol or what do the yeah. two represent yeah so, so they're that's, a pair that's a basically. pair it's a pair yeah. yeah um and the other ones can be three of a kind or i said four of a kind but you can only have runs of three so it's a little different than Rummy Cub. And then there's there's those like three sort of suits, but then there's also other cards. There's like four the four cardinal directions, and there's just some other random symbols. There's one that's <laughs> I think I'm, I don't know what it's supposed to be, a rug or a picture frame. My mother in law calls it a TV. There's a green frog. And so these are like wild tiles, for example. Like wild They're not tiles. wild. They're not wild. They're, they mostly get oh. thrown out because you can only use them as pairs or triples. Oh, I see. But there's like only four green frogs in all of the, the tiles. There's as only you'd four expect. east cards. There's only four west cards. There's only four north and south cards each. Yeah. It's harder. Harder to make. Yeah. Yeah. The they're, they're less useful because – so typically when you start off, like you, you draw a tile or a card and then you discard one. So those are oftentimes the first one to get discarded. Um, and then you can only play a card um, that the person before you has discarded, 
or one that you have drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like if we were, you play in a group of four, if you were sitting opposite me and you threw out a card that I needed, I can't pick it up unless, um, I'm, I'm going out saying Mahjong. So like I, that's sometimes screws up what your plans are. Like, again, most of the time there's only four of each one or whatever. There's a limited number of cards for each thing. So there's some more complication. And then there's a whole nother level of how you bet things, which I don't know anything about because we don't play for money, but oh well, most people do. I'll have to read up on it because I thought I was with you for a second there. And then I'm like, is, is not everything face down? There's just like a yes. Everything is face down. Well, once you discard everything, everything that's discarded is face up. Ah, uh, okay. That makes more sense. Okay. Huh. Interesting. All right. Maybe I'll learn it one day. Probably not. Yeah, you should. It's fun. It's fun to play. Ten you minutes to learn a lifetime and a master. Nah, it takes longer. I I swear every time we play, like new rules are explained or emerge. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but for the, for the first, I don't know, half dozen times I played, I'm like, that was not the way we played last time. And are these I don't know if it was rules from your mother-in-law? Yeah. yeah. Your wife? Well, okay. some of it, she's like, well, if we were, if we were gambling, you would do this. And I'm like, we're not gambling. I don't need to know that. Right. Scrap <laughs> those rules. More permanently. Confusing. It's not yeah. rules. It's just like strategy stuff. She's like, uh, if you like it. Yeah. There's lots of like minor complications, and I think there are more other ways you can play too. I don't know. It's, it seems infinitely complicated, but Sounds, the basic yeah, rules are relatively straightforward. Straightforward, sort of. Yeah. You, it, I think if you go into it thinking it's like Rummy Cub or Jim Rummy, you will You're have a harder time because it's it yeah. follows some of that, but not really. So. It gotcha. makes it more confusing because you're expecting it to do one thing and it doesn't do that. That's fair. That makes sense. So, All right. anyway. So that uh, so the point is, the whole reason that was brought up, so you don't really have any plans for tomorrow. Just going to kind of hang. Obviously, not. you're probably not going anywhere. I don't know why I even said that. It's, it's Thanksgiving. Most places are, are closed. Um, not going to get a lot done. So just hang with the fam. True. Hanging. Popo and Gong Gong spend time with the the grandkids. Yes. Cool. Okay. We might we might and try we to watch a movie if there is one to be viewed. I'll tell you, I went to, and this will be my transitional topic. Not bringing. not in a movie theater, but just. You know. I understand. I went to HBO Max, and they're pushing this very '80s themed movie that probably wouldn't be good for your kids, I'd imagine. Um, but that I'm intrigued by, although I saw that Neil Patrick Harris is in it, which I'm actually not a huge Neil Patrick Harris fan, but it just seems like wildly eighties themed. It's on the front page of HBO max. If you're looking at it on your phone right now, which I feel like you are, um, uh, no, I was that's a possibility. There's a movie, there's a Disney movie called Encanto, which is only mm. released in theaters. Apparently I thought it might be on that's Disney. Plus, bullshit. It's not. What's the point of having the app? I mean, come on. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so I was, I was, curious. yeah, it, it, it's called like eight bit Christmas or something. I, I don't know. It was literally released like today, I think. And it's on the main landing page of the HBO max app, which Todd is now going to, it's very easy to use. Yeah, Pull up your phone, go to the purple square and hit the button. Eight bit Christmas. 
Ape at Christmas. Nintendo there you Snow go. Days Lost Retainers. A new holiday comedy to remember. Probably not that, but I feel like I need to watch it just because it's that, called Ape at Christmas. It hits all your, your buttons. It really does, quite literally. So I bring up HBO Max to say, let's finally catch up four weeks later on our HBO shows, but namely the four-week miss, missed opportunity was on Succession. I'm now fully caught up with Succession. I assume you are as well with both Succession yep. and Curb. Okay. Yep, I watched um, Curb. Not on Sunday night, I think Monday. Maybe. Did you watch Succession on Monday or Sunday? No, I watched Succession on Sunday night. but I w- Sunday, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Curb yeah. starts at like 10.40 and it was like 10.30 and I was tired so I went to bed you're falling out yeah um so again I missed or we haven't talked about succession for now four episodes in a row so we can you know obviously we'll have the best memories of what happened this week but it's it's become very politically leaning I suppose as the Roy family continues the struggle to um try to you know Decide what well, you're yeah. doing. So the last the, episode had a very strong it did. political theme and bent because they were choosing the next Republican Which nominee. Begs the question, and I'm sure I know the answer, or I'm sure I know your thought on it. I don't know if anyone knows the answer. Do you think that's based in reality? Like that these sorts of things happen? Like the top top of each party kind of get together and say, This is gonna be, you know, the the chosen one, meaning the next presidential nominee. Or in this case, someone taking over for a president who's well, I mean, I would say ending his term more likely on the right because you know the the power players were called Fox ATN. Oh, Fox News. ATN, yeah, ATN is yeah. a stand-in for Fox News or vice versa or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, Fox News is basically a propaganda arm. So they like if they push someone their viewership is the more active part of the party and will yeah. potentially run with that. I mean, that it's sort of a chicken or the egg. Like, are they pushing someone? Are they following the, the lead? Whatever. There isn't really right. a media, a, a single media network that does that on the sure. left. Sure. I mean, you could say MSNBC, but it doesn't have the sort of dominance. It doesn't have the power. Fox News yeah. does. Correct. The 70-year-old brain dead crowd um so i mean i think there's some truth in it i'm I'm sure they amped i mean i think the point of the show is more just sort of like the lives of the super mega wealthy well not just them but like you know these super billionaires um, the top top one influence yeah like yes i was listening to a, a podcast and sort of recapping the episode and saying you know like they call the uh the vice president by his first name. I can't remember what it was like Dean or whatever. They doesn't even say Mr. Mm-hmm. Vice president. Like right. Logan speaks to him. Like it's just some guy. And they like call the president the live... raisin, which I thought was yeah. hilarious. They, they, his old age. For a few episodes. Yeah. Um, but they, I mean, they sort of, they, in, in the show's world, they sort of ousted him from contention in the, the next election. It seems mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um, because he wasn't doing what they wanted. So, I mean, I right. think there's probably some truth to that. I, I think it's also exaggerated. And yeah. um, like, I guess Rupert Murdoch family would be the sort of yes. real life parallel. I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know what their involvement is. I mean, he's obviously Australian, Australian and has so, <laughs> but has his yeah. he has his fingers in American politics too. Anyway, sure. My long story short, I don't think it's exactly the same, but I'm sure there are some aspects of it are, that are true. Yeah, I I thought it was just intriguing. I it, I was also this is the first one where I feel like I need to rewatch it because once they got in that room. And like each of the members of the Roy family were saying, this is the candidate I would go for. This is the candidate. I kind of forgot who was who. Like, I don't know which one Macon was. I know. I, I kind of knew yeah, that. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's the, I, I kind of knew that. Uh, what's his name? Kieran Culkin was, was on the side of that guy, but when they were just using names, I was like, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's yeah, who. Shiv so, was on the moderate uh, Democrat. Um, Connor right. was obviously pulling for Connor. For himself, I don't think anyone yeah. was really pulling for the vice president. No, I, mean, I don't some, think so. I'm at sure all. someone made the case for him at some point, but right. Um, um, but yeah, so that, that, was, was, that was again a, that same yeah. podcast I was listening to. They were saying like this was one of the best episodes of Succession. I didn't feel that way. They're like when they talk about the show in the future, this is this will be one of the touchstones. I don't know. I like something about this episode. It wasn't that I didn't like it. It just like it felt like none of the main characters had any redeemable qualities. Usually, there's like a little mm. something you can kind of pull for. They all seem right. extra assholey in this one. Even Greg. And, More yeah. on him in a second, but go ahead. And like, I like Tom's character. I don't like seeing Tom like just being shit on constantly. Yeah. Yeah, Kendall really fucked him. To, he has to have end. some like good come Backbone. into him. So so yeah. he so when he like has the sort of fails and stuff, it it feels a little sweeter that you can kind sure. of be like, ah, you got screwed on that Tom. But when he's only yeah. getting shit on, it's just like I mean, I guess particularly really, in this meeting, episode. In his meeting with Kendall, he did sort of be like, Fuck you, I'm well, I'm not scared of you. No one listens to you. That was a pretty right. sweet burn. Yeah, but then Kendall took pictures of him for blackmail purposes. Right when they walked out of the but, diner, so it's kind of like yeah, and that's what Tom was like. Take your picture. I don't. I'm not afraid of you. Logan doesn't care. Right. Which is true. You sued the family. Um, Nothing's happened. They're untouchable. So I, basically, what he said. And I, I know they advertise that podcast. I should start listening to that because this is one of those shows where you can. I think you benefit from having people discuss it afterwards, much like Game of Thrones. I always watched after. Yeah, the it's Thrones the same guys. Like, that oh, did okay. The, after the Thrones. Okay, um, but I think the maybe watch. what you were what you were saying about it being kind of a, a, a seminal episode or whatever is because if in fact that leads to them having so much power that they literally can alter the election and it works in their favor and Tom is the only casualty, then it could be a turning point. I didn't think it was a turning point in terms of it's the best episode of the series. I agree with you. It wasn't, it wasn't that fantastic. In fact, I thought the shareholder meeting episode from the week before was probably the, my favorite of the season so far. Um, there were just so many great things that happened in that episode. Most notably, <laughs> and this is why I said, we'll get back to Greg in a minute. After Greg's grandfather basically put him out of the will, he makes a phone call. He's like, can I sue Greenpeace? And then they brought that up again <laughs> in this week's episode. Like people were oh, yeah. like, he was it, trying to explain it to happening. people. And they're all like, what the fuck are you? What is wrong with you? No, you can't sue Greenpeace. He can do whatever he wants with his money. No, I think they I were know. like, yeah, you definitely should. Well, they, yeah, they probably encouraged him, but 
I think still they were listening to him like, is this is this guy for real? Like, is this is this a legitimate suit he's going to bring up bring up in court? But yeah, Gray continues to just have the best lines, and every time they're in a scene where they're in like a private jet going somewhere, and it's the Roy family and Greg, I I, I think it's just because he's such a great character. It's like he doesn't belong here. He's so far down the totem pole. I know he's a family technically, and he he knows about the documents. But otherwise, it's like, why are they keeping him so close? I, I don't get it. I don't understand the purpose of that. Because he's the best character on the show. He's the, he's the only pseudo-likable character. Again, other than that, but like in the reality of the show, why is the family keeping... I understand why the producers of the show are keeping him involved and active. I think they're active. like, ah, oh, Greg's here. Same reason yeah, they're they, always like that. And then when they went to the suite, when they went to Logan's suite, it was like, all right, let Greg in. And then eventually, like they were like, "All right, Greg got to leave." <laughs> so Greg like goes downstairs like to the Greg bar. Greg more than Connor, though. Like he seems more of a part of the family. No one loves Connor. Connor Connor's girlfriend doesn't like Connor, which was very clear. <laughs> that was a very creepy interchange too. With uh, it, it didn't help that he was pimping from, him out, pimping her out. To, yeah, pimping uh, her out to the guy from News Radio. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Stephen Root. Yeah. Stephen Root. Yeah. Stephen Root from News Radio and Batty. Also, I guess he's dead I'm, and Barry now, isn't he? Didn't he die? He is dead and buried. Um, I'm assuming you noticed the other cameo. Cousin Larry uh, from Perfect Strangers. Oh, yeah. Was in this episode. He, of was, on, uh, he was on last season. He's, he's, he uh, was on last season, but very quick, very small. He was on more last season because he was he's a member of the Pierce family. He was at their big Pierce family interchange. That's what it was. The retreat or whatever. That's how he yeah, and Connor right. became friends. But I think it was, it was yeah. his first foray into this season. I was like, all right, Cousin Larry. Yeah, I don't think I'd Falcon seen him would be so proud. I, I actually pointed that to my wife because she wasn't watching, but I was like, you see that guy? It's Cousin Larry from <laughs> Perfect Strangers. From Perfect Strangers, She's yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks so different. Yeah, I hope to face God Dossie Bartokamus shows up later in the season. That would be awesome. <laughs> Makes a cameo and just says, Cousin Larry, and then walks off. That'd I wonder what that guy's doing. I saw him. Did, CNN did had a one show. Of them have any roles after that show? Not of note. I, th- I no. I think, um, and I forget his real name, but I, I think Cousin Larry was j- maintained being just a steady actor. I think Balky Bartok Bart. What is it? Bartolome Bartokamus. Bartokamus. What I remember. Yeah, could be wrong. I think he kind of fell off the acting face of the planet, but. Um, I wonder if he's like no, a producer saw, behind the scenes or something. It's possible. It's possible. But I saw him on CNN had a special, I may have mentioned it on this pod, where they were talking about the top sitcoms like kind of through the years. And they had like, you know, little interstitial interviews with certain people. And he was one of the ones they interviewed. And fuck, man, he looks exactly the same. Like you can tell oh, really? he's a little older. <laughs> There's like some gray, but otherwise he's it's got like a few yep. more crow's feet, but otherwise it's the yeah, same dude. That's him. Same guy, <laughs> exact same guy. Bronson, Bronson Pinchot, Pinchot, oh, Pincho, yeah. whatever. That's his name. Pincho. Um, yeah, Pincho. So, shout out to him. Big ups to Bronson. But anyway, um, so yeah, so you know, still, again, four episodes through since we last talked about it, and again, they they at the shareholders meeting, they were able to cut a deal to retain ownership of the company. Didn't have to go to a vote, so they avoided that. But otherwise, it's still Kendall trying to fight. He had his first interview with the DOJ, and he kind of made an ass of himself on on his way out of the interview room. 
by passive aggressively kind of saying how stupid his dad was or how guilty his dad was, I should say. Um, so yeah, call, it's he's calling the investigators. That's right. He was calling the investigators pussies, basically. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Sheep just following along with, with Logan. But, um, so yeah, it's the same fight and battles continue as, as the first episode, which it does. In a lot of shows like would be the, frustrating. The Kendall story is going to change though. Cause it seems like he's it's going to have to traction from there. Yeah, it's going so to have to It'll change. be interesting to see what his storyline becomes cuz he's he's obviously a, a key part of the show and he's a really he's a great actor and he's really in, he's a really yeah. integral part of the show. So he plays the part well. When yeah. he's not um if he's not able to sort of rail against his father or maybe he will, but they've sort of intimated that like you lost we're we're moving on because the shareholder thing worked out for them. Now right. they're picking the president. They don't seem worried about the DOJ. No. And I don't think they'll bring that up again. So it'll be interesting to see how Kendall gets incorporated back into the fold. Will he join up with like Stewie again? Because Stewie character yeah. is great. So I don't think they just drop him, although they've seemed to sort of like, again, He's that the shareholder thing is like, seems done. Now wait a minute. No, wait a minute. You say the DOJ thing is over. I, I don't think so because I, they still have I mean, to figure out it, Tom's fate. Yeah, like but is he going to prison seem, or it, not? Like none of the the main Roys seem worried about it. No, 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 they don't. But I, I feel like at yeah, some point we'll see. I, I feel so bad for Tom. Should clearly does not give a shit about him. No, and doesn't care at all. He's just like, I'm going to be he drinking tries. toilet wine. The toilet's going to be my friend. <laughs> I've read the the prison blogs like that. Yeah, there was that whole scene. Greg, the whole amazing. Yeah, the whole scene about yeah, they were talking to that that guy at the party talking about everything the toilet does for it. Yeah, that was uh, that that was deep. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but but no, obviously they're going to resolve that because Tom's been talking about that in every fucking episode. Once he decided that he would take the fall, Um, so they have to find a resolution that it looks like next week's episode in the previews are just about Kendall's 40th birthday party. So maybe something will happen at the end of uh, that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I but I, I saw his he, girlfriend, you know, you up, the, the, the Pierce woman in that preview. Yeah. So if she hasn't been on in a few episodes. So I, something's going to make an appearance. I assume he like, it seems like he's on his way to another sort of drug and induced spiral yeah. downward, some sort of breakdown. And I thought um, the way, I guess it was, now two episodes ago, the way that his um, when he was supposed to appear on that like you know late night comedy show with hosted by that the the black woman I can't remember her name but and he kind of said yeah yeah I'll, I'll I'll go and then he kind of went into a basically a server room looking thing and was kind of watching her make oh, fun of him freaked out yeah yeah I thought uh, you you talk about uh, Jeremy Strong is his his actual name you, th- you talk about how he's a good actor like. Acting without even saying anything. I thought that was like a really powerful close to that episode. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, he, yeah, you just watched him. Br- yeah, you watched him break down without saying a word, essentially. And then he ran out of the building or whatever. And that was the end of the episode. But um, so, yeah, you know, still a very. But what I was starting to say is, you know, we're now five or six episodes in, I guess, six episodes in. And the story hasn't really moved along all that much. And I was starting to say is a lot of shows that would annoy me. But with this show, like I, I don't even think about it until now that we're talking about it. It's like, man, we're still have, we still have the same issues, 
that we did from episode one, but I don't care because they somehow find a way to very intelligently keep it interesting and keep it, um, you know, keep the, keep the audience guessing, I suppose, as to what's going to happen. Yeah. Next. So one of the things they talked about briefly, or I think they've hit on a couple of times in that succession podcast is they're like, you know, the sort of premise of the show, like who's going to succeed Logan Roy, like, mm-hmm it doesn't even really matter anymore. You just want to like hang out no. with these, we well, don't want to hang out with these people, but you, you <laughs> right. do, you, you want to watch like, them hang out together. You want to be around when they're fighting with each other, being assholes and like picking on each yes. other. Like that's, that's the beauty of the show. Like solving who's going to be the person, if that even happens in the show, like it could very right. easily not, or it could be like, he picks somebody and that's the end of the show. You know what I mean? Like that part is not important anymore. No. It doesn't feel like anyway. Yeah. That might be the it's end of the series that's down how, the line, that's but how who the cares? show was set up. Yeah. Right. That's the whole premise. Yeah. But yeah, Greg, at least this season, I think, has has taken over the I spot mean, in my mind. If I had Roman to bet, previously I held think Greg, as the most interesting I think character. Greg yeah. will be the successor just because <laughs> he'll sort no. of like dumb luck into it. Right. Yeah, he might figure out a way. Who knows? Now he's gonna work things they said on that. One of the other things they said on the podcast, which I thought was interesting, they were like, the first season was about Kendall and his sort of like, Mm -hmm. is he going to be the successor? The second You assumed he was when they first introduced the show. You assumed it would be Kendall. He's the most, he's polished out of Logan. Shut up for a second. Second season was really focused on Shiv Shiv. and like her rise and sort of fall out of, in favor. And then is this season really about Roman, which it sort of has been. Uh, but it hasn't, talk to the hasn't been as strong mm-hmm. hasn't been as strong a focus on no. him sort of taking over or anything because it seems like they've given up that idea of like we're gonna have somebody take over or at least in the last couple episodes like there hasn't been right. any talk of like who's gonna succeed Roman but I thought that was an interesting way to like that maybe the showrunners are thinking about or just a way to frame it like is sure. this Roman season because he does he is the most Logan-like, I think, in that he appreciates the same things and has the same kind of dickish personality to him. Like, Kendall wants to get all into tech. Roman's like, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Fuck it. Who cares? It's all about power anyway. So, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting observation. Yeah. Shiv's too busy playing chess with all the pieces. Yeah, Roman had... uh... Or no, Roman didn't have the line. I think Shiv and Logan were in the car going to the hotel in Virginia. And they were talking about, or I'm sorry. Yeah, Shiv and Logan. And they were talking about what Roman had done in his time running the the movie studio. And they were like, he produced one movie. And it, fuck, I forget what it was called. But it was about like a talking horse. Or a yeah, talking... It was something stupid. I don't remember what it was. It was something so stupid. And I was like, that's such a, that's such a low blow to like talk about his complete utter lack of success in the one task that he had to do in the Logan corporation in the past. I thought it was pretty funny, but, um, but yeah, he continues to have great lines. Obviously I honestly thought when he was in the bathroom with that, with Macon, the fascist guy or whatever, I thought there was going to be some like gay makeout thing happening because yeah, that was something they talked about in the podcast. Sexual like deviancy, a lot of sexual tension between the two. There was something going on. I, 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 I don't know. That's a they, that's a weird one. They but. also talked about how how what a genius uh, move it was by uh, Kieran Culkin to just be <laughs> f- 
furiously lathering his hands with lotion <laughs> they were oh, discussing. Yeah. I know. I noticed that too. <laughs> Such a weird. That's why. Like, I, that's another reason I thought thing yeah. to be doing. Yeah, he makes some interesting choices in that role. But anyway, so succession continues on. Still very intriguing, very interesting. If you're not watching, did you watch? You should uh, watch the Saturday Night Live with Kieran Culkin. I did. Was it good? I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I was just curious. I didn't watch it. So. Yeah, we watched. Maybe I'll check it out. All on the SNLs. You should. Um, that's that's on our DVR to record every week. So. Uh, we will typically watch it every week. Um, okay, so let's quickly talk about Curb, and then we're going to get to these songs. So I thought this was one of the weaker episodes this season. Um, this it last still one. had its yeah, it wasn't great. This last one, it still I mean, had its it highlight. Helped that the one before we said was one of the better episodes. Agreed, agreed. Quite a drop off. I thought the whole interaction when Larry went back to get the umbrella, I thought that was pretty hilarious just they're back and forth like yelling at each other about you know that you don't what do you care about the hotel in dallas give me my umbrella that whole <laughs> thing just to kind of fuck him over yeah it wasn't um, bad that that i thought was pretty good um the whole concept of <laughs> why would vince vaughn have let him borrow his favorite shirt knowing that something could happen to it i thought was also that was actually one of the better plot lines for sure yeah and then he they he invited him to lunch or whatever, and he's like, "Here's the shirt." I don't I don't know what to tell you. And Vince Vaughn was like broken up about it. <laughs> it's my favorite shirt. Why would you loan me your was, favorite shirt? I agree I with Larry. Know. Why would you loan that? I want to know how Vince Vaughn and Larry are wearing the same shirt. The like, sizes. I know. I thought the no same way. thing when they were in his closet. I'm like, bullshit. This is already unbelievable. We're, we're looking at it, an XL at least, and a small yeah. to medium for Larry, and I'm a medium probably. Yeah. 47 pounds. He's a slender a fellow. medium on Larry. <laughs> Very blousy. Yes. Um, and then I, I did like the, uh, the scene when Larry goes into, to uh, Jeff's house and then he's just to check out the TV. And I would have done the exact same thing. He's watching TV. Somebody rings the doorbell. You're not going to answer the door. You're in someone else's house. And then Susie gets all pissed off about it. Makes him go pick up the dress. And we all know what happened there. Um, that was that was kind of a funny. Done more with that premise. Sherlock Holmes thing where he was sort of yeah he was watching the movie. It. I know. I thought that I thought that was I thought something was going to come of that. Like he was going to start talking. No, that they just way did the something. no shit Sherlock line, and I was like, okay, I see what you did there. That was quick and easy. Um, I mean, the class when uh, what's his face's dad is having a heart attack, and Larry yes. standing up and then decides to eat. Sort of a classic Larry, but I feel like that bit is a little played out and nobody would do it. Like he, not even he would do that. Like sit down and start eating. I, the only person maybe he would I, sit down, but I was about to say, I kind of disagree. I, I don't think that everyone else would stay standing up. I think eventually That's you have to sit down. Well. You're not going to stand there and watch a guy nearly die for die. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, especially if you just got your food. Yeah. You're going to sit down and eat your French onion soup or whatever it was like. I, I get it. I don't blame him. But yes, he wouldn't be the only one. And if he was the only one that sat down, he wouldn't have immediately started eating. I agree with that. But um, but yeah, the fact that Vince Vaughn then called him out during the eulogy <laughs> at the funeral, like basically <laughs> the he was eulogizing a guy just to talk shit about Larry David, was uh, was was pretty we well should, done. We should just well have more Vince Vaughn. 
Yeah, Vince Vaughn is, is doing a bang-up job. I got to give him Just credit. Just have Vince Vaughn and uh, J.B. Smoove do an episode. Yeah, J.B. played a very small in. role. Talking about the, the guy from Northern Exposure, how he slept with his mother-in-law. That was an interesting yeah, I like secret. Jeff keeping secrets and then yelling. Yeah, what? immediately. <laughs> you held that secret for like 80 seconds. What, what's your problem? Yeah. So, yeah, a good episode. Had its funny moments, of course. Had its, you know, typical Kerber enthusiasm awkward moments as well. Um, but just yeah, wasn't the whole like. Wasn't the strongest one. Speaking the Japanese greeting was just kind of like, all right. I don't know. Yeah. I, do, I did like that they called back to the. Uh, the goose guy at the club, the Japanese owner or whatever in the restaurant from. Oh Wade, yeah. 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 He's in earlier seasons. Like he's on like that guy's been on. He's in probably a half a dozen episodes of curb. He has a major part in one or two of them. And then you just start, you see yeah. him at the club occasionally. I like that. They bring him back. Like he just shows up. I think he's like the manager or the owner. I think he's, yeah, I think so. But I don't, I don't think he's a member. I think he's where a- he, yeah, yeah, I think he is, has some ownership or leadership role yeah. at the club. But yeah, there's yeah. that one episode where he had like the black swan or something. There's some goose thing or something that like Larry killed by accident. It was like his prized pet. It was like season three or yeah. four. It was a long time ago. I don't remember exactly. But yeah, he's been there. You're right. He's been there for a while. It just pops up every now and again. Might miss an entire season, but then reappears as he should. Um, so yeah, that was. Um, yeah, it was it was a good episode. We'll we'll get back to other plot lines. That was the other thing. It was kind of a one off. Like for all the storylines that we've had so far this season, none none of them moved forward at all, really. And maybe they won't. Maybe the the Hulu thing, they're just gonna let that die. I'm sure they'll come back to it. Yeah, somehow. the season's been a little disjointed. You can't bring up the uh I mean, not that I wanna bring back the 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 daughter of the the Mexican, yeah, Mexican, Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Like, I don't need to see her anymore. But the young Larry is kind of just when they feel like it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. It's the beauty of that show. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, it's true. It's HBO for you. So anyway, all right. So new episodes coming out this Sunday. I did not watch any of uh, Tom, Tim, Tim. No, Tom. Oh what yeah. Is it? The life. I the young, called. young times of Tom, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, so I've not watched that, but I, I, I do plan to still watch that. I'm probably going to watch that 8-bit Christmas movie. And I think I might watch that King Richard movie on HBO Max as well, just to give them free publicity with Will Smith. Just because I think it looks interesting. Oh, yeah, that looks good. Yeah. I and I remember really- that. Like I remember when mostly Venus, which most people forget that – at the beginning, Venus was much better than her sister, but um, yeah. when they were kind of coming of age, yeah, when they were kind of coming of age through the ranks of pro tennis, um, but it will be interesting to see from from that perspective. So I think that's on HBO Max for another couple of weeks. I'll try to watch that at some point. We can chat about it. That's show. it? You don't think it'll be on there forever? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I, feel like they're, I feel like they're still kind of getting a feel for how to work that exactly. But if, if you look at the, the ad on the app, it literally says through December 16th or December 19th oh, or something. So I think they will take it off at least temporarily. Like like you said, it might pop back on. I don't know. They'll have to put it back uh, on. I mean, that's the I mean, whole some point, point of having a streaming service is 
you make Agreed. content that only lives there and but you I think, can have it forever. But I think it might be smart by making it kind of a the initial run kind of limited. It gives people that sense of urgency to watch it. And then yeah. they might take if it off for get the, 90 get days. The numbers up. Yeah, you yeah. run it for a few months, then you take it off and right. bring it back next year or this I think summer that's what or whatever. Doing. When Wimbledon comes around. Yeah, there you go. Could be. Anyway, s- okay. Like, are the are the Williams sisters retired? Are they still playing? Last I heard, Serena was still playing. I think Venus has been more Venus, or less I retired might for be a year retired. Or two. But I feel like Serena's sort of petering out like she's she's at the she end is. of her career. In fact, hang on, hang on. Playing. I know she's still playing because I feel like one of the majors this year, she made it to the semis and got beaten and it was kind of a surprise. Yet she's like 39, so it also kind of wasn't a surprise. But um, Wow, she's that old? I didn't realize she was that old. Yeah, I think Venus is like my age or a year younger and Serena's only a year or two behind her. So hmm. I'm, I'm pretty certain of that. Um, yeah, I mean, they, that, that's what I'm saying. They've been around for fucking forever. Like, I'm pretty sure they each played Martina Navratilova at some point at the twilight of her career, but when they were, you know, 14 or 15, but still, that's how long they've been around. So anyway, um, okay. So let's move on to the final topic of the night, which is one that we always eagerly anticipate, <laughs> which is for the second year in a row, we're, we are taking the stereo gum link in the description below the stereo gum uh top 40 new bands of the year for 2021 list best new bands of 2021 best new bands of 2021 now as we have discussed uh last year and previous years it's not necessarily that they have released their first album or ep this year this is just like stereo gum feels like whatever release they had this year they're kind of this is their coming out party but for some of these bands, for many of these bands, they've already released other, other things that you can listen to. So uh, tonight we're going to go through the first ten. You will hear them in the background as you're listening to this podcast. Thank you to Scott for putting in the extra work editing. That's me um, because it is a pain in the ass, but that's okay. It's a labor of love, as they say. So we're going to jump right in. These are alphabetical, so the first ten will be the A through Fs. And then we'll pick up next week with the next 10 and we'll do it for four weeks in a row. It, it is quite fun to go through these because some are pretty good. Some are so-so and some are fucking horrible. And you're going to hear about it <laughs> from both Todd and I. So we kick off this year's list, 2021 Stereo Gum, top 40 new bands, best bands, whatever, new bands, 2021. With, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing this correct, Amare. Um, she is a... African, yeah, I don't know, or Amare, yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, she has in the middle, four A's over. Right, A M A A R A E. So all the A's, more A's than consonants. Um, she is, I I think, she hails from originally Africa, but she's recently been living in Atlanta, maybe. Right, Ghana, correct. Um, And she's a female rapper. Pretty lo-fi sounding, as you can hear. Um, but I must admit, oh, the song was kind of catchy. Lo-fi? I was gonna. I think it's. I thought it, it was lo-fi. Like it's to me, it sounds very polished, especially compared to some of the other bands on this. Like the music. Well, is we'll get very, to that later. Like, but yes, clean. Um, yeah, when I say lo- like, 
let me hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me what rephrase that. When I say lo-fi, I just mean when I think of of rap or hip hop, it's all about like like hard bass beats. I just maxed out the mic. Hard bass beats, like really crispy snare hits, and you know whatever other background noise you're gonna have. I don't. This think was you it, to this I guess headphones then because it is very clean sounding. I did not listen to it with headphones. It just seemed mellow to me, mellower than yeah, most. Yeah, it is mellow. That has hip-hop. nothing to do with the fidelity of the music, though. Okay, I'm still gonna say lo-fi. Fuck you. Anyway, all right. So, what are your thoughts on it? Did you like it? Let's start there. Uh, I did kind of like. It. I like. I thought it was pretty catchy. It it doesn't feel particularly hip hop to me. It's much more like Afro pop. I think. Sure, we'll go with that. The vocals are very processed sounding. It sounds like the part of the song that's like. Um, sort of in the hook in the background like if you're yeah. thinking of like the song Video Killed the Radio Star like Video like that little background chorus, vocal yeah. that's what the whole thing sounds like to me like hmm. they're you know they're very like her vocals are it, when you see her it seems like she'll be more intense than the song sounds I guess right that's fair yeah, the visual makes you think it's going to be like Missy Elliott. Because she has like a grill like, and she's wearing like... Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know. All the things. Provocative clothes, whatever. I don't I mean, yes. I don't know how to describe it. Loud, flashy clothes. It, just, yeah. it seems like the music seems relatively tame in relation lo-fi. to appearance. Not lo-fi. Because you don't know what lo-fi Yeah, mellow. Yeah, it's it's again, that, and that, that was my point. Like, it, it, it surprised me. When you when you see the, the still YouTube visual... You're like, okay, I've I have an idea of what this is gonna be, and it's not that. It's just simply not that. And I thought I it was good. I thought it was a good song. Ten thousand times more polished sounding than the video that looks like it was shot on a city shitty cell phone. And I will say, yeah, yes. Uh, up until about song eight, every video in here is, is like the worst quality. But I don't know if that's like a trend <laughs> in videos. They're all they all fucking suck for some reason. And many yeah. of them have the lyrics as part of the screen. I don't know if that's like part of the TikTok generation where people are captioned Possibly. all the times. Or yeah, weird. Instagram where I, I have people I follow on Instagram that are from across the pond and they have a thing where every word they say is automatically put up. And it's funny because oftentimes it's wrong because they're speaking in a British accent and the, the auto type misunderstands what they're saying. But anyway, more on that in a minute. But um yeah, no, you're right. There were a lot of lyrics on the screen, but we'll we can get to that in a second. So not, okay, not in this so song, um, per se, but other other. No, 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 not sorry. in this song, but and not the no. I think there were they were on the next one. So that was Amare. That was the first one. Not bad, pretty pretty good actually. Uh, next up was another Michael, which I would I, I can only describe as jangly emo pop. Um, I thought it was yeah, very jangly catchy indie pop. Yeah, very catchy, very listenable. Um, I thought it was interesting on the little write-up. It says they started out in, in Albany, New York, and then relocated to Philly. And it says when they relocated to Philly, their music got warmer, <laughs> implying like softer. I'm like, how do you go from Albany to Philly? Like Albany is a very boring New York town. I've been there before. And then go to Philly, which is, you know, a major metropolitan city, and your music like softens. That seems a little odd to me, but well, uh, no, very. Again, I think you're mischaracterizing what warmer means. Maybe it just means the temperature sound is fuller and not temperature, but like that's uh, possible too. Maybe it's 
the lyric. It was just an odd characterization. Felt more like comfortable. It could be that too. Yeah, this was very. I, I, the, my final, my final note here is that I felt like this could be on the, um, this could be on Kurt's label. This could be on. Uh, oh yeah. The fucking, what is it called? Magic Marker. Why have I forgot? Magic Marker Records or something like that. Very poppy. Yeah, I couldn't very tell if it was like marketable. I think but. it's a guy singing falsetto. It is. I think uh, it's a guy it, based on the there's video. There's definitely a, a a female in the band, but I don't think she was singing. It's kind of folky, definitely indie, pop, jangly. It reminded me of something, but I, I couldn't figure out what it reminded me of. Yeah, it I kept wanting like to say... something I, I had heard before, but I don't know what. I kept wanting to say that for several of the songs helpful, on this but... list. Like, who it reminds me of, or for fans of, and I could never quite get there for most of the things, which I was disappointed by. But, um, but uh, yeah, it, it was a good song. It was one of the... It was in the upper half of these ten for sure, maybe even yeah. top three or four for me. I, have to just say, very, I, don't, I don't think very this ten was was the uh, the top ten of forty. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get to that at the end. I, I have a note on that, but let's okay. just say I agree. Okay, so we move on. <laughs> Next up is Bruiser Wolf, um, hailing out of Detroit. My, my comment here is I'm. I'm confused by by this guy in this music. It's it's not the mumble rap that we heard last year with a couple of the guys on this list, but it's mumbly in that it's like chatty almost. Like it's it's conversational rap. If that's yeah, a thing. I said he has a very interesting delivery and very interesting. Me, his flow is super unusual. Like he reminded yes. me a little bit of like Digital Underground, like the Humpty Dance. Not because he sounds like that guy, but just because right. he has a very strange delivery. And he's sort of silly. Yeah, it is. I thought, um, I thought the repetitive nature of the chorus was got really annoying though. Like that kind of ruined the song for me. It was repetitive. Here, here's the only other note I have. It has a backbeat that literally never changed. It never changed. It dropped sometimes, and at the very end, they kind of dropped parts to end the song. But the backbeat, and not in the way that a lot of hip-hop songs have, but like hip-hop songs, you know, modern-day hip-hop songs will have a chorus, they'll have a bridge. This song had the exact fucking backbeat for the entire song. So to your point, very repetitive. What's that? So maybe that's what it was. But yeah, that plus the same, like, lines for that chorus i was like all right yeah the chorus was repetitive too you hit the nail on the head with that for sure so this was (laughs) this was not the worst that's coming up soon but this was one of the worst songs in my opinion it's interesting because of all the songs that you might characterize as hip-hop most of the ones in these first 10 did not sound like there's one that except for estg you're exactly right and i had that point too like the very Tamari, his like I said, she was more singy than rappy. Yes, Bruiser yes. Wolf. He has this very unusual delivery, and then we'll get to it. But uh, Fat Boy yeah. Sharif, yeah, we'll get the most uh, unusual. Don't, don't spoil it. We'll get to Fat <laughs> okay. Boy Sharif. That's that's the, the tenth one on the list. Okay, so that's Bruiser Wolf. Not not much to say. Solid D, D minus. I, I did not enjoy it. Very bizarre. Um, I might give it a C minus. Next up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I might give okay. them a, him Fine. a C minus. I'll stick with D. 
That's fair. That's fair. Um, next up is the the first uh, product from outside the U. Well, I guess I'm on so. Anyway, a band from Melbourne, Australia. Civic is the name of the group. Um, pretty straightforward garage punk. Uh, I feel like this track could have also been released in 1994 by a band that we've never heard of, and I wouldn't know the difference. Like it very much had that. I think it could again have been that garage. Or 1984 or 2007. Like, it could have been released in a lot of different eras. It it kind of crossed over, uh, uh, you know, space and time, if you will. I thought it was good. It was it was straight ahead. Nothing nothing too unique or unusual. Um, the video was, as a lot of punk videos are, really made no sense. It was about a girl kind of running through a field to build a rocket with some sort of religious symbol on it. I don't know what the hell it was all about. Um, but it was a good song. This was probably my second or third favorite song of these of these ten. Probably second. Yeah. I'd said the opening chords are very crunchy and punk sounding. I was like, oh yeah, this is something that I this is in my wheelhouse. But then once they started playing, it it's way same. more like indie rock or alt rock, and it felt very '80s to me. It was. I also didn't really care for the vocalist, like the singer. I didn't like his voice. And okay. I thought the music wasn't super interesting. This also would probably get a C for me. It wasn't my favorite. It was fine. You know what? I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm going to give it a C plus, but it's still my second or third favorite song on this day. That's how shitty the first time is. <laughs> even a C plus is in the top two or three. Um, but yeah, good. And by the way, they did this last year as well. They, there's there's always a mix of kind of international flavor. So it's not, there's not American favoritism. Yeah, yeah. At all. There's several bands that are from across the way. So this was the next up. Okay, next up. Assume your favorite song on the first time. How did you know? How did you know? Uh, We're going to assume it's Claire Rousset. Yeah. R-O-U-S-A-Y. She's an artist from San Antonio, Texas, which if you've listened to this podcast, you know I was there just last month. It was one of the most boring cities I've ever been in. And (laughs) I guess it's contagious because this song was fucking terrible. Um... Here's my comment. I felt like I was listening to a college soundscape radio show or project, or, and this is my favorite comment on all of the 10 songs tonight, it sounded like something that Gabe from The Office would have quote-unquote composed. <laughs> this was this was horrible. I, I don't know how this is music. It actually, I'm disappointed that, you know, I, I, I get that there's going to be some bands, if, if not many bands, on this list of the top 40 bands that... I just don't like the genre. And so, like, you know, if, if there were a country band on this list of 40, for example, I'm not going to like it because I just hate country. I don't understand how this is good music in, in anyone's mind. It wasn't impressive. It wasn't different. It was fucking horrible. It was an F minus. I'm annoyed that I listened to it. It, of course, was like six minutes and 25 seconds. It was horrible. What was so- redeeming about it? So it was ambient music, and I, I know nothing about ambient music, so I can't really sure. say if it was good or not. It's I said it would be fine to fall asleep to, which I think is kind of the point. It's just like background. But it wouldn't. But yeah, Did, it would. Hang on. It Did just, you listen to the whole thing? Did you listen yes, to the whole song? I listened to the entire song. It has, There's like a bunch of like she, weird people talking in the background. Yeah, but it's not. There's nothing like. It's like listening to three sort of super drawn out synth chords 
With you know what? You would be a fan of this with your fucking I didn't say free I was a jazz fan of it. fandom. I, no, no, no. Okay, I'm not good. a fan of this. I think okay, I thought good. it was kind of boring, but if you it's like horrendous. ambient music, you might like it. I, to me, this is music that just sort of is on in the background while you're doing something else, and you don't notice that it's on most of the time. Which sure. I guess is the point. I don't. I, again, this is not something I would listen to again. Honestly, if it were on or not on, I'm not sure I would notice the difference. Like it's, it's it it's kind of a big nothing burger for me. But that, that's not. This isn't something. This isn't a genre of music that I have or probably would listen to, unless I was trying to listen to something to fall asleep. Because I could easily fall asleep to this song. I would rather listen to the... No, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Even I have a line that I won't cross. It was Please it was don't. horrible. If, if anyone... If anyone... No, no, no. I, but yeah, I, no. I don't I, think I'm, there's I'm enough talk, I'm talking there. about the music again. Hold on a second. I don't think there's enough there for you yeah. to be this upset about it. It's like... If you don't... If, you're, if it's not your thing, that's fine. It's not horrible. Like, there's nothing offensive about it. There's but it's not, not much it's there not, to me. It's not music, Todd. It is. That's music. my point. No, it isn't. All right. Well, if you like ambient music, you might like clearly. I have say. I have a piano in my house. Scott I could go up and randomly does not pick like ambient music. I could randomly pick seven keys and just kind of hold them down in organ mode, and then record my dog licking out of her bowl, and incorporate that. And there you go. There's there's an eight minute track. Hope you guys enough. enjoy it. If you listen to this kind of music, you're a fucking moron. It didn't feel like there were any sort of dynamics. It wasn't like building to anything. No, there's but I nothing. Don't, I don't know if that's. This is not a genre I know anything about. I don't know if that's. This is typical of ambient or not. I yeah, but you and I music. understand music. We understand yeah, but musicianship we listen to music and for talent. different reasons. This is not. This okay. is not the type of music that you would listen to. If you're trying to stay in a coma, then Claire <laughs> Rousset is for you. That's my closing comment. And you've been listening to it while Todd and I have been arguing about this, so I, I feel very confident that any fan of the show will be like, yeah, this is horrendous. Let's move on. They might not have Next noticed up. that it was on in the background. It's very possible. Or put him in a coma. Who the fuck knows? All right, next up was, for me, my favorite song of the bunch, ironically, after by far the worst song. Uh, the band is called Ducks <laughs> Limited, formerly, formerly Ducks, Ducks Unlimited. Unlimited. Yeah, which hilarious. I think is a pretty funny change there. Um... Again, jangly pop, and it was it was a really simple song. I love the video because it was just a guy running through town. It's called Eighteen Cigarettes. You, he clearly was not a runner to me, right? This no, is, no. I was he, like, how no, many not takes do they have to do? Because he must have been winded. Yeah, a thousand. Yeah, he, <laughs> he probably needed shirts to change in and out of. He was probably sweating balls off. But the the, the title of the song was Eighteen like Cigarettes. Super un. No, no. He wasn't athletic. No, he was. He looked like a. His yeah, yeah, he had an athletic build. He wasn't like a super fat guy, but. The video starts with him smoking a cigarette, and then he just starts running, <laughs> and he runs all the way through the town. There, it's a Toronto band, so I assume it was somewhere up there in Canada. Oh, I was curious but where no, it I, was, but yeah. Yeah, I assume that's where it was, it was filmed. But no, I thought it was a very a very straightforward song. I actually listened to, not the whole thing a second time, but I, I listened to parts of it again because I really enjoyed the song. I thought it was a very, um, yeah, just a catchy, nice tune, and a, and a solid, to your point, very low res video but it fit the song yeah yeah and this it was, one made it was more sense and yes. i also put this was probably my favorite song of the first six 
which I think it definitely was. But... Of the first six? Interesting. Well, I wrote these sequentially, so that's all I had to listen to. Oh, okay, to. okay. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't that I went back and wrote that. Right. Just, but the next I, four, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some, be some sort of bass parts in it. I think yeah. it said it was a duo, so I assume like one person plays drums, and the other guy, maybe the runner, played guitar. And I bass. would assume so. Yeah, yeah. Maybe very possible. Live. Maybe they record. Yeah, you that. can't you can't tell in the video because it's literally just a guy running. But this, by the way, we we missed it on one of the earlier ones. But this is another one of those songs that had the lyrics written on on the screen. Yeah. As the guy was running through the city, so just an FYI. Um, yeah, good. I'm glad you like. I, I figured you would. It's yeah, catchy. I mean, good. it's a good song. There's there's nothing, Canadian. Nothing bad about right. it. Nothing bad to say about it. It, it has the the opposite level of offensiveness to the prior song, which yeah. I did not find that offensive. But in that, like, it's hard. Yeah. You know, I think it would be hard to actively dislike this song unless you hate. Agreed. Sort of indie pop music. Which I'm yeah. sure some people or, or you hate Canadians for some reason. <laughs> um, okay, well, good. I figure we agree. Okay, next up, uh, Ikulu is what I'm going to call them. They're they're based out of New York. Um, pretty straightforward hardcore, I guess. Although it's it's interesting. Anytime anyone, including myself, says hardcore, like eight different bands pop into mind. So um, this is like but, classic, like New York. Yeah, core. it is like not it not is. break beats, but fast. They had a couple moshy parts, heavy guitars. Yeah. Like it even says in the write up, Chromax, like they were. Yeah, yeah, they were influenced by those fast. guys. But but my follow up note is I didn't really like it. I thought I thought the video for this particular song was really stupid. Yes, and maybe it even annoyed me subconsciously, and that didn't help. But I, I don't know. It just uh, again, it, I, I listened to a lot of hardcore. I specifically to listened to it. Didn't it? Didn't I specifically listened to a lot of hard, hardcore in college, and shortly after college. So I feel like I know what I like in hardcore, and this was not it at all. It could be this song. I think the band is good at what they do like the drummer was good the guitars sound good the vocals sound good like it had all the parts sure there, so it might have just been this song i didn't listen to any more of them but the video by was the way stupid. they were basically like a eight by eight in a small room it was yeah. the band members it was sort of intercut with different people and i guess just their friends sort of fans rocking yeah, out to the fans. song yeah uh, which is terrible but the, i don't know if you noticed this but they had it was you know a pretty lo-fi video but then they also yes. had like when people were jumping into the walls they had like animated like lines coming off so yeah like, huh. i know they went to, they went to i the feel like of, i feel like, like they... motion graphics <laughs> and this like super basic concept i feel like they found that in whatever software they're using and they're like ooh, and they added that Maybe. in but then they didn't add Maybe. anything else <laughs> yeah it was it, it, it didn't possible. seem super purposeful because it was no so minimally very random done. Yeah, that's kind of my point. Um, but what I was going to say is, and this applies for all 40 of these songs, they they do a quick write-up and they give you one embedded YouTube song. Todd's right. It, it could be that the people that write it, I mean, shit, the people that write it clearly like Claire Rousset, so they're half idiots. 
So maybe they just like that song. I'm sure but there could a be whole 20... panel of people writing these. It's not just I know, I know. But there could be 20 other songs that are better. Todd and I are just basing it off of this one song. I think maybe once last year I went and found other stuff. It was that Detroit punk band. I went and listened to other stuff. And it was yeah. the same sound, so it didn't like provide anything new for me. But, um, but when we're doing these reviews, it's based on the one track that we have available. Link in the description below if you want to check it out for yourself. And they okay. have links to so their Kulu. Spotify yeah. and Bandcamp or whatever. So if you if you yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoyed Akulu, you could certainly listen to more of their catalog. Of course, or if you enjoyed Claire Rousset, stop listening to this podcast. You know, whatever <laughs> you want to do, it's up to you. Um, <clears throat> okay, so three more left. First up. I'm not going to do my review. I want to hear what you think first. The band is called Enumclaw. Enumclaw. It's a city outside of Seattle. Okay. Enumclaw. Okay. Yes, these guys are technically from Tacoma, Washington. But So that's the name of the band. So It might be I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, that's that's what they're listed as, their their hometown. So we'll let you talk first. What did you think? So it says in the description that the lead singer guitarist guy grew up in the hip-hop world yes um but this music's not at all hip-hop it was very indie rock feeling i think that was like that made it more interesting to me for a little bit but then when i listened to the rest of the song i was like this song is not very good like it's super this is actually lo-fi it's very sloppy it doesn't really feel grungy it felt to me like a shittier pavement which pavement I feel like doesn't pride themselves in their musicianship. So it could be a shittier pavement. Like, I don't know. It just, it seemed like it said they'd only been playing their instruments for a couple of years. Like two years. I was like, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't really surprise me. Um, like, got it. I believe you. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. The song didn't do much for me. I wanted to like it, but I, I didn't. Oh, I figured you wanted to. First of all, the guy has a Steve Harvey mustache. I got to give him credit for that. It's pretty dope. Um, but that's where my compliments end. So I feel like it sounds like a band of high school kids who are like 15 trying to start a band, but they're failing. Hmm. Like the vocals, to your point, the vocals are not good. Um, I guess the, the I mean, it's hard for me to judge guitar and bass. Seems like that's fine. The, the drums are okay, but it's it's not a very difficult thing either. Like, if you met a guy on the street and came over here, and we practiced for three hours, we could probably play the song. Like, it, it really is that that basic. Um, and then the video for the song was bizarre. Like, it kept showing the lead singer like smoking a blunt. I'm like, what <laughs> what are we what are we trying to do here? I don't understand. It was clearly like in the Seattle area because it was constantly raining. With every every True. scene that they shot, um, but I, I feel like they're they are, and you mentioned it because it says it in the in the write up. He comes from the hip hop world. I feel like they don't know what they want to be. Like they're very confused. But whatever they want to be cannot be what they are because it's not good. Yeah, it's it that simple. Like the song, I was wanted bad. to like it. This but was a bad song. I figured you would, great. especially being from the Pacific Northwest. But anyway, okay. So we have. <laughs> I did. I did make two left for that one, and I said, "What's what's oh, with, yeah. up with all the videos being complete shit?" However, the next video had some production value. So, yeah, ESTG is what I feel like seven or eight of the songs last year were. 
So ESTG is our ninth track today. Typical money, power, bitches, you know, hanging out with my N-I-double-G-A-S. Like, it's exactly what you would expect. And very, very high. Am I saying this correctly? High production value. Would you agree with that? Sure. Can I use that term? Yes. And the video, the same thing. Like, the dude has 19 pounds of jewelry around his neck. He's also got quite a bit in his teeth, on his finger. Like, he's living that hip-hop lifestyle, even though no one's fucking heard of him. Um, and he's from Louisville, so he's got that southern... He's got that southern kind of, you know, southern hip-hop sound to it. The song didn't do anything for me. It's It was very, very typical. No surprises. Nothing, nothing to see here, sort of a thing. It wasn't terrible, but it just... It didn't stand out either. Yeah, That's I, my said, I thought his flow was kind of boring to me, just on this one listen at least. Yeah. And again, yeah. I'm sure other songs, maybe it's more interesting, and I didn't listen to it that closely. Um, there was a weird sort of like horror theme, at least through the video, but which kind of fit with the yes. darkness of the music, but it wasn't Agreed. terrible. It wasn't wasn't my favorite, but it may, no. have, been, may have been my favorite hip-hop song of these first ten. Um... Yeah, I'll agree with that. <laughs> Just well produced, very well produced. Like the money was put into it, for sure. Yeah, but it, but it was very. Yeah, to, to your point about the dark it theme, there was one point where he was sitting in a like stuck in my head. Instead. You know what I mean? Right, right. But like there was some point he was sitting in a room with what looked like kind of a pentagram on the floor made out of hundred dollar bills. It's just like, come on, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> Seriously, I don't understand what why, why you're doing this. And again, tons of jewelry. The still, the screen cap for the YouTube video is him holding up three hundred thousand dollars in jewelry and watches and rings on his person. So, living that lifestyle. But anyway, um, but yeah, nothing, nothing too impressive. Okay, and now for the second time, I'm gonna let you start. We come to the final track, Fat Boy Sharif, which the picture. Not on the song, but the picture that starts off this little article is a gigantic fat boy Sharif in his underwear in the woods with his his co-producer, I guess you'll call him, Roper Williams, in what looks like a Ronald Reagan mask. I don't know. Very interesting fellow. Wait, what were your thoughts on, on fat boy Sharif? With him? Somebody, he had someone rapping with him on the song. Is that Roper Williams? Yeah, I think that's Roper. Yeah, I think that's Roper Williams. Uh, I can only assume. One of the weirder hip hop songs I've ever heard. There's no beat. I mean, there is a beat, but there's no like drum beat in the song. They rapped over like a sort of gospel singer, gospel loop. Yes. Yep. Which was very like just disconcerting. It's very strange to hear that because <laughs> it totally messed with how you heard the the rap part of it. Right. I don't know. It's super weird. A very odd juxtaposition. I I put a I. I actually would like to hear more of this guy just because this song is so weird. So I'm curious what yeah. other songs sound like. I don't know if you listened to any yeah. of them. It's not... I, 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 didn't. I don't know if I liked it or not. It's just weird. It's very weird. I don't think that I did. So so my note was, I'm assuming this wasn't a representative track. So it's kind of what you're saying. Like, I assume if I listen to 10 other songs, none of them will sound like this. I mean, I said the right gospel they, hymnal. They did say that he's like a very weird guy that's not what he's a creative guy yeah creative or strange yeah. and certainly it said he's a character 
Jagged, free associative punchlines with a giddy, delightfully trollish imagery. If that doesn't paint a picture for you. Um, but yeah, I, I, I said it's... Right, I said it's just like a gospel hymnal humming sound in the background with some sort of light, clean guitar or piano. I don't, there was something else that was accompanying that. But that's it. That. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was light. It, it's just weird because I've never the heard song. a hip-hop song without a beat to it. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously right. it, has a, it has a rhythm to it, but there's no percussion. Sure. Yeah, and weird. I literally put just dot, 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 odd, dot, dot, dot. I don't know how to explain it. And the, the title of the song, by the way, was called Fly Pelican, which was kind of repeated at the end. I, again, I'm not, I'm not a lyric guy, but I tried to listen. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Either him or his cohort, whether that's Roper Williams, or I now see it says featuring YL. So maybe it's YL that was the other, the other rapper on the song. It's, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. Just a weird one. Very confusing. Yeah, I, um, I have to say I was, I was sort of, my interest was peaked. Sure. So if, and if it wasn't the last one in the background, I would have probably tried peaked. to find some other tracks, but I just didn't care. Same enough to research it at that point in time. Um, so I did not do this last year, but I did it this time. I peeked ahead to a two, a few tracks just to see. And I was kind of praying like, please let some of these be better. <laughs> and my comment is next week offerings, next week's offerings, sound far more interesting and will for sure be much more up our alley. Meaning yeah, you and I, I, what we I typically will listen to. the first song of next week and it, it wasn't my favorite, but it was definitely closer to my musical interests. I listened to like three of the next five just briefly and they all sounded better <laughs> than maybe everything this week except, um, except for Ducks Limited. Like it's... I'm I'm very much looking forward to next week. This was a, this is a rough start to the list, and it's alphabetical, so it's kind of like random. That happened but... last year too. I don't know why that is. I mean, what was the fu- <laughs> what was the guy's name last year? The rapper? Fuck, I can't remember. It was like any forty or so, I don't know some letter, some license plate combination. Yeah, that that yeah last last year was. Well, there was a lot more hip hop in the we first. We should be set. getting into the Flo Millie shit next week. Flo Millie, how could how could I forget Flo <laughs> Millie? Classic. Um, so anyway, so stay tuned for the rest, the next thirty. Uh, we'll do ten a week. I don't know why we didn't do ten a week last time. I think we either didn't want to listen to ten them, I think. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Um, or I think that, we were that, trying that was to stretch doable. it out to like six weeks or something. I don't remember. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we did. We only did like six or seven at a time. I feel like we sped up towards the end because like, let's get this over with. Um, but yeah, it, it's a good time. Again, link in the description if you want to cheat and look ahead to some of the other songs. Or feel free to if you want to listen to them. Tell us what you think before we listen to it. I was about to say, listen to them and then shoot us a, a note on who your favorites are. Ones that you really want to hear us dive deep into because you're also confused by it, like Fatboy Sharif. Uh, you know how to do that. Shoot us an email, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Um, but otherwise, yeah, join us next week. We'll do 10 more songs. We'll talk about Curb, talk about Succession. It's basically going to be the same show, except different music and uh, <laughs> new, new updates on the show. And we'll talk about what actually happened over Thanksgiving break as opposed to what we expect will happen. 
over the upcoming Thanksgiving break. Um, if you're listening to this, I hope I was able to upload it on Thanksgiving. That's my plan is to get it done tomorrow since I got nothing else going on. Got got a few days off from work here. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. We thank you for listening. Hit us up, Instagram and Twitter, the underscore bro underscore pod. Um, just trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to talk about. I don't think so. Nothing else on the list anyway, so. So we'll call it right there. Um, we hope you enjoyed listening to those songs as well. Let me not forget Word. that. All the hard work that goes into it. So anyway, okay. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving or had a happy Thanksgiving, depending on when you're listening to this, and uh, has a pleasant start to play December. It, play it around so, the, uh, the dinner table with your family. Yeah, this is a great show when I mean, eight minutes in, I was talking about drinking cum or whatever, whatever I said. Yeah. Putting dicks in it's, your mouth. It's I don't hard know what to it say was. that at the end, but you're sucking on something is what you're talking about. <laughs> so hopefully you're t- sucking on a but turkey yes, leg. But yes, play it around the dinner table. Yeah, there you go. Sucking on a giblet. Anyway, so uh, yeah, hope everyone enjoys, <laughs> enjoys or enjoyed their Thanksgiving. Had a fun, safe time with family, friends, or by yourself. Whatever. It's up to you. Live your own life. Do your own damn thing. We appreciate you being a l- listener and steward of this podcast. And until next week, everybody. Peace. Peace.